What's up everybody? Welcome to another Meet Kevin Report, where I report news that makes you money by drinking coffee. Today, we're going to be talking about Tesla's stock price. What is it going to be worth by the end of 2020? We'll go through those scenarios, then we'll talk about stocks not to own in a recession, and then we're going to touch on buying real estate in a retirement account. What? Tesla reported earnings yesterday that missed expectations. And guess what happened to the stock price after that? It autopiloted straight down. And I took my Tesla and autopiloted straight home to listen to what Elon had to say for himself. And so after a few hours of listening to Elon and reading Tesla financials, I realized, wow, Elon just said something that could be very good for Tesla stock if it comes true. Now, I think it's helpful to understand what kind of company Tesla is, and the easiest way to define this is by saying they make about 17.7 thousand Model S's and Model X's, and over 77,000 Model 3's. So basically, we're dealing with a company here that makes and sells Model 3's. It's not even worth talking about the solar panels or the power walls. We're just going to focus on cars, specifically, the Model 3. The only thing the Model S and Model X are good for is increasing Tesla's profit. That's it. You may as well buy a Model 3. And if you bought a Model S or Model X, I still love you because I'm right there with you. Now, just a quick disclaimer. Everything I'm about to say could be totally wrong in speculation. I am just some dude on the internet who oftentimes walks around with Don't Sue Me Bro shirts. So you might think to yourself, there's a reason he walks around with Don't Sue Me Bro shirts because he's just some dude on the internet. Now, with that out of the way, let's talk about the money Tesla makes and what Elon just revealed. So here's the scoop. If Tesla sells $100 worth of stuff, they're going to put $18.9 aside as gross profit. Now, gross profit is pretty much all the profit that they make before they pay stuff that they already had, like research and development they already spent money on, administration, things like that. What you really want to take away from that is for $100 they get, they bring $18.9 pretty close to the bottom line. Now, Elon Musk, in his conference call after the earnings report, said his target, and somebody else even jumped in and echoed that, yeah, this is exactly the direction they're going. Elon's target is for that number to go from 18.9 to 30%. The 30% gross margin is, I think, quite likely. That is, for every $100 they take in, $30 would go pretty close to the bottom line. I'm going to show you exactly what this does to the stock price and the numbers in a second. But let me first say, this is possible. They're opening a new gigafactory in Shanghai, China, which this was a total fluke, but the coffee cup that I'm drinking out of right now is the uh, Shanghai coffee cup of our World Tour coffee cup collection that we bought on sale at TJ Maxx for like $9. And of course, Tesla is spending a lot of time and money trying to simplify their process to increase efficiency. This is normal. They're a newer company. They're not clunky like a Ford or Chevy where it takes a lot to kind of change the entire assembly production. They're still developing their automation, their robots, and all this kind of stuff. So it makes sense that they think they could get their profit margin up by simplifying the process. In fact, here's a fun fact for you. Have you heard about the Model Y, which is like the baby Model X? Well, 70% of what it takes to make the Model Y is already what the factories have to make the Model 3. 
So you can see as they introduce more cars that just end up using the same parts, their profit margin should go up. Now that's a pretty cool fun fact, but fun fact aside, let's look macro here for a second and see what Tesla's doing. Because Tesla is making a pretty cheap car right now for the money that it takes to build this, think about the benefits Tesla has. First of all, competitors thinking about getting into the self-driving electric car business might be looking at Tesla going, why the heck do I wanna get into that money losing business? What does that let Tesla do in the meantime? get more market share, have more control of electric self-driving cars. And for every electric car that's on the market, what happens? Tesla's cameras are recording millions of miles worth of driving footage to help train their artificial intelligence computers to be smarter, effectively using thousands of people around the world to create the strongest computer algorithm ever to exist. I mean, think about it, where else can you get so much data, put people into cars that drive themselves, be the only company that has that ability, and all of a sudden make it seem like you're losing money to everybody, and what are you secretly doing? You are potentially building an indestructible product. Now, what I just said here is a little hypey. It's just something that hit my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. Make it seem like you're losing money. Take control of the market with the cheap car, then start reintroducing some more expensive cars, the semis, the pickup, the Y, and all this other stuff to increase your profit. And then all of a sudden somebody wants to compete with you and it's like, oh my gosh, we can't even get close to your autopilot technology because we just don't have the mileage. Now, who wants to go buy the autopilot Ford? Anyway, let me give you my conclusions on some numbers and let's talk about the stock price now. So right now, Tesla's on track to make about 7,000 cars per week. But once they open up this factory in China, that should go up to 10,000 cars per week. So as long as people keep buying the car, Tesla should be selling about 520,000 cars per year. That's incredible. Now, currently they make about $56,300 off every single car sale, which if we just multiply those two numbers, 520,000 cars times the revenue per car sale, we get to $29 billion of revenue projected for 2020. Now this is where we get to the fun part. Remember how Elon said, we wanna to get to 30% going to the bottom line, and right now they're at about 18.9%? Well, let's be a little bit more chill, and we'll go ahead and put us in sport mode, but not ludicrous mode, and we'll go through scenario one saying, what if Elon can get the margin? Once the Chinese factory opens, they get things more smoothed out, everything's good to go. What if we could get that margin to 25%, what happened? Well, this is pretty simple. 29 billion times about 25% leaves them with about $7.3 billion in gross profit. Now they have to run the company and based on what they've previously been spending and me just being really conservative by adding a bunch to this and really trying to pad this number, let's say it costs them about $5.4 billion to run the company. That's going to leave them with over $1.9 billion in profit in 2020. Now we can really play with the numbers and see what happens. See, with a profit of 1.9 billion and 176 million shares outstanding, every single stock of Tesla would earn about $10.86. This divided by their current share price, which fell to $236, would give them a price to earnings ratio of about 21.73, which is roughly what the S&P average is, around 21. So this wouldn't be out of the norm 
if they hit their production target and this sort of 25% margin target, which remember is less than what Elon wants it to be. He wants it to be at 30%. Come on, Kevin, just tell me what the price of the stock's gonna be. Okay, okay, okay. So with the data we have, what we can do is we can look at Tesla and say, okay, what do we think Tesla would be worth if we compared it to other companies? For example, Apple has a price to earnings ratio of about 17, Microsoft 27, Google 26, Amazon 100, Ford and Toyota are around 11. And so now we have to pick, well, where do we think Tesla would belong in these class of companies if it were making a profit. Well, I don't think it's gonna have a crazy value like Amazon. It is still a car company, which generally has a lower valuation. However, we do have Google, which is also working on its self-driving division, and Google's a pretty established company with a price-to-earnings ratio of 26. Tesla would be kind of newer. And so, in my opinion, Google might be a decent price-to-earnings ratio to compare Tesla to. This is where the magic happens. We take a price-to-earnings ratio of 26, which is what Google is, and multiply that by the earnings per share that we just calculated, we would get a stock price of $282 by the end of 2020. Now, for it to make sense to buy this stock, I think today you would have to buy it for less than $240 if all of these assumptions came true. Every time it's under $240, buy it. In fact, this is how I generally look at companies. I got made fun of for talking up Tesla stock when it was like $204 and then went down to $195 and it went down to $185. Well, while I was getting made fun of for me talking about Tesla during that time, I was buying the stock at those prices. So not trying to pat myself on the back, I just realized, you know what, that's really cheap relative to expectations. It's still a gamble, so don't think any of this is a sure thing. Anytime you're looking at growth stocks and you're projecting things, it's totally speculation. But wait a minute, Kevin, the title says Tesla stock's gonna double. All right, all right, so now let's take the same data that we just used. We're still gonna use Google as our comparison. We're still gonna use all the same numbers that we had. Everything else is the same. All I'm going to do is change one thing. I'm going to agree with Elon, and we're gonna go ahead and go into ludicrous mode here, and let's see what happens if Tesla hits Elon Musk's gross profit margin target of 30%. That was a mouthful. Let's just basically say, what happens if Elon Musk is right? If Elon Musk is right, and we say this company is going to have the same price to earnings ratio as Google, but not as crazy as one as Visa has, Microsoft, or especially not what Amazon's price to earnings ratio is, just Google, then by the end of 2020, Tesla share price should double to $497.88 per share. If that scenario is going to happen, in order to get like a 18% return over the next 18 months, you would have to buy Tesla stock, believing in Elon's numbers, for under 420, and then you'll make that 17 to 18% return if the price ends up doubling by the end of 2020. So notice how when you're going to buy the stock, heavily hangs on what you actually think is going to change in the company. If Elon's right, golly, you should be buying Tesla all day long because it's so cheap compared to what Elon's projection is. And that's why I call it ludicrous mode because I don't know, I don't know if that's gonna happen. So a lot of things could happen here, but what's the last scenario that could happen? 
What if margin doesn't go up? What if all this production happens and they meet their sales goals, but they can't get the profit margin up? What if it stays at 20% instead of 25 or 30%? Well, if that's the case and it ends up staying at that for the long run, it becomes profitable, but it trades for around Google's value, Tesla is not gonna be a stock you wanna buy today. In fact, it would probably only be worth about $67. That's because it would be trading for about $2.58 per share times Google's 26, you get $67. Now get this, right now, Tesla's earnings per share are negative. That is, every share is losing like $1.12 per share. But all we're doing is we're looking at the production numbers and the trajectory of the company and trying to decide, okay, well, where's it going to be by the end of 2020 and beyond? And if Elon is right and it settles between 25 to 30% margin, even by the end of 2020, this stock price with a reasonable valuation matching Google should be pretty good compared to where the price is now. But it wouldn't be fair to you if I didn't tell you the massive assumptions that just went into these numbers. It's important for you to know, the biggest assumptions that make these numbers work in these different scenarios are, number one, the margin. If margin is screwed, all of the numbers fluctuate wildly. You saw it. The other thing is, how do we know how the market's going to value Tesla. It doesn't make a profit now, so it's hard for us to tell. There are a bunch of short sellers. Is it going to be worth something similar to what Google trades for? Or is it going to be cheaper, like what Apple sells for? Or will it sell for what Amazon sells for, which would be insane? We don't know. The other thing is, even though I padded the $5.4 billion number to run the Tesla company with like $600 million of money I just threw in there. Gosh, I wish I could just like throw around $600 million and go, I just gotta throw that in there. <laughs> uh, you know, that could be wrong too. You know, what if Panasonic goes out of business and all of a sudden Tesla is like, oh, we gotta open up a new research and development business and create our own batteries. That would be bad. And so there's a lot of risk in this. And this is one of the reasons that I really like real estate compared to stocks. Why? Well, quick example. When I buy a house like I did this year, I bought two of these same deals already this year and I'm trying to buy more. If I buy a house for $450,000 that I know needs $50,000 worth of work and I know the moment I finish that work, it's worth $600,000, guess what I'm doing? I'm not speculating. I'm looking at, wow, everything in this neighborhood is selling for six. I could buy it for 450. I only have to put 50K of work into it. Like it's, that's really simple math. What are the worst case scenarios? Well, the market changes. Well, okay, the same thing could happen with Tesla too. I didn't even mention that. What if we go into a recession? Well, then all the speculation is out of the window, right? The nice thing about owning what I call wedge real estate is when you buy wedge real estate, you know you are getting an asset today for cheaper than it's actually worth, cheaper than its intrinsic value. That's what Warren Buffett always looked for as a value investor. Warren Buffett probably wouldn't invest in Tesla because it's speculative. That is, it's almost impossible to figure out what Tesla is intrinsically worth right now. So if at any point you wanna take the leap of faith and download all of the knowledge that I have to help you buy things below their actual intrinsic value for a very inexpensive price, like $260, you should consider checking out the link below for my real estate investing course, which you can get with 20% off using Wedge 100. And I'll teach you everything I know 
and I'll mentor you in our private live streams twice a week. Now let's talk about what kind of stocks you want to be holding and what kind of stocks you don't want to be holding in a recession. In my opinion, in a recession, the stocks that are going to survive the best are going to be reasonably priced large cap stocks. So companies with massive market values like Microsoft, Google, and Apple. They have very reasonable price to earnings ratio. Remember we said Apple was like 17 and the S&P 500 was 21 on average. That's good. Not saying that this is a speculation that Apple's gonna soar in value or whatever. I just think Apple would be relatively protected in a recession. Sure, its value is going to get hurt. There's no kidding. People are gonna buy less Macs in a recession, but it's a safer place then in my opinion, investing into something more speculative like Amazon or Tesla, where the price to earnings ratio is very, very high or infinite, like Uber. See, right now, everybody's wondering, are we going to go into a recession? And so much of what we hear is just straight up speculation. And I guess so is life. But the bottom line is, if you can insulate yourself by buying quality investments, especially if you can get them below market value, you'll end up being a lot more protected than somebody who's speculating. So bottom line, if you think we're going to go into recession within the next few years, don't buy Tesla stock. Probably would only recommend buying Tesla stock if A, you're okay with like the 30% chance that Tesla's just gonna go bankrupt, and B, you don't think there's going to be a recession within probably at least the next five years. Because remember, indicators start turning sour a few years before a recession. I just don't think we've gotten to that point yet where we're within a two-year range of a recession. I'm just not seeing that point yet. And I can't wait to announce it when I see it, not because I want a recession. I mean, I guess I could buy stuff on sale then if there's a recession, but because I wanna be the YouTube channel that breaks it. Now, one more thing. I got a lot of comments from you folks wondering if you can invest in real estate in an individual retirement account to avoid taxes. And the first part to that answer is, in my opinion, you shouldn't really worry about taxes in real estate because there are so many ways not to pay taxes in real estate. But if you were going to do an individual retirement account, the answer is yes, you can. Problem is, I don't recommend it because it's really hard to get financing in a retirement account. Unless the retirement account somehow creates a lot of profit to where you can actually get commercial financing, fine, you could do it, but you could throw the whole 30 year fixed rate loan and the conventional financing we see out of the window. It just isn't gonna happen. And in such a scenario, I don't think it's worth the headache or the cost to try to invest in an individual retirement account. Honestly, you should be straight up looking at how am I gonna get my 30 year fixed rate financing? How am I going to get into real estate? That's the biggest thing, is how am I gonna get started? And worrying about all these other fancy, complicated tax strategies and that, it, it's just not worth it because you end up doing nothing. You know, I get so many people that leave me comments or DM me and I respond to as many of you as I possibly can. So many folks will say things like, hey, you know, I, I wanna get started, but I wanna start my LLC first. And it's like, generally you just never get started if you start thinking like that. <laughs> there, there are other ways to protect yourself. Anyway, there you go, folks. I hope you enjoyed this Meet Kevin report. I hope you also enjoy this style of uh, video making that I've been doing lately with news that is focused on reporting information that helps make you money. So thanks so much. Appreciate you watching and we'll see you next time.